From NPR News, this is All Things Considered. I'm Melissa Block. And I'm Robert Siegel. Nearly 40 years ago, the battle over the Pentagon Papers pitted national security against the freedom of the press to publish. The top-secret government study painted a picture far different from the government's public statements about the Vietnam War. The Nixon administration battled the newspapers all the way to the Supreme Court, and the newspapers won. It should come as no surprise that this rich piece of political theater has finally made its way to the theater. Top secret, the battle for the Pentagon Papers has opened off-Broadway in New York, and NPR's Margot Adler reports. The Pentagon Papers was first leaked to the New York Times by Daniel Ellsberg, a government military analyst who is only a whisper in this play. He is referred to in one scene taken from the Nixon tapes, a discussion between National Security Advisor Henry Kissinger and President Nixon. What about this guy, Ellsberg? He's a nut. (laughs) The most dangerous man in America. He was once a student of mine. A genius, but mad. Mr. President, he must be stopped. He has access to very critical defense secrets of current validity. The stage is bare. People stand at microphones, scripts in hand, with a Foley artist doing the sound effects. The play looks at one narrow moment. After the New York Times was stopped from publishing by a court injunction, the battle shifted to the Washington Post. In one room, publisher Catherine Graham sits with advisors and her lawyer, deciding whether to publish, while in another, reporters Chow Roberts, George Wilson, and Murray Martyr sift through thousands of pages trying to create a story in hours. You remember Play Coup, early 1965? North Vietnamese attacked a big air base there, killed a bunch of our soldiers? Of course I remember. That's why we started bombing North Vietnam. Mm. Yeah. So we were told. But what's the point? The point is, it was all a lie. Yeah, these papers showed that Bundy and LBJ had already decided to bomb the North, and they were just looking for an excuse. Meanwhile, the Washington Post lawyer argued with editor Ben Bagdikian. By showing an attempt to be responsible, we're in a far stronger position to assert the right to publish. Uh, I always thought the way to assert the right to publish is to publish. Which the Post proceeded to do. The second act takes the audience into the courtroom, where the government tussles with the judge. I move that you examine the document in chambers in the absence of all the parties. The answer to that is a flat no. I've never excluded counsel for people that are being accused, and I'm not about to start now. David Rudenstein is the author of The Day the Press is Stopped, a legal history of the Pentagon Papers. He notes that the judges, often Republican appointees during a Republican administration, thought independently, made up their own mind on the difficult issues of national security, freedom, and the nation. Think of that scene with the judge you just heard. Today, in most cases involving national security that grow out of 9-11, The other side isn't even in the courtroom. The only people in the courtroom are going to be the lawyers for the government and the judge. 1971, said Rudenstein, was a high-water mark of judicial independence. The public, he says, doesn't even recognize the distance traveled in 39 years. The play benefits from a series of panel discussions after many performances, giving historical context. Several panelists noted that the play does not look at the larger context that allowed these newspapers to act. How 
did the New York Times and the Washington Post find its vertebrae? Steve Wasserman, formerly with the Los Angeles Times, argued that the newspapers came late to the battle. You can't understand the Pentagon Papers without understanding the widening of the war, the killings of students at Kent State and Jackson State, 1,000 veterans throwing their medals on the steps of the Capitol mere weeks before the Pentagon Papers was published, a half million people marching on Washington, and 13,000 people arrested in anti-war protests in May of that year. The rising tide of the anti-war movement lifted all boats and helped stiffen their spines. Jeffrey Cowan, a former dean at USC, wrote the play, along with the late Leroy Ahrens, who was with the Washington Post for many years. Cowan says this play asks, what does it mean to be a courageous leader? What does it mean to put a company in jeopardy because it's the right thing to do? What does it mean to print a story when the government is telling you that it's dangerous to do it when you're everything you possibly know about it tells you that it's not dangerous? Yet at the same time, he says, sometimes there are real secrets. And sometimes the most important decision for an editor or publisher is to say, we shouldn't print. Some people would argue that there's less independence in government, in journalism, everywhere today. Top Secret, the battle for the Pentagon Papers, is playing in New York for the next couple of weeks. Margot Adler, NPR News, New York.